Hey, what's up, guys? Welcome to episode 10 of Cafe Construct, your go to podcast for tips to achieve success in the Kenyan construction industry. I'm your host, Whitney, and in session with me is our podcast architect, Nyambora, aka Bush, and our guest, Eric Pariuki, a business consultant and an entrepreneur. Our topic today is a continuation of episode six Shit. I quit my job. So if you haven't listened to part one of the episode yet, just pause this episode and head on over to episode six. Don't worry, we'll wait for you. And to the rest of our listeners, grab your cup of goodness. Let's talk life in construction. We, as I said, you spend 80% of your life in a job environment and your work and you become from a, an identity identity perspective you're very conjoined very tight and therefore when you lose it you feel like you've lost an identity if i could take you guys back a bit whereby eric you mentioned that when you're hiring a lot of people always state that they left their previous job for better opportunities is it safe to say that sometimes people are just scared to give the genuine reason as to why they left um, a particular job? And Bush, having quit your job, if you were asked during an interview why you left your previous job, what would you say? Would you be honest? Or would you just say something in the lines of better opportunities? Before Eric takes it over, if I was asked, or rather when I get asked why I left my previous job, it's to grow more in that the opportunities afforded to me at that level became plateaued my skill and I was in pursuit of growth as a personal person and also as for the company that I do get involved with. So, so you wouldn't mention um, a toxic environment a bit just before you left? Not really. I wouldn't. Honestly, I wouldn't. I wouldn't. A toxic environment. But I would emphasize on the importance of having a gelling teamwork to make, yes, to make the dream work, yes, but also for better output in that working with a team is fantastic, yes, but also the, how do I put it? The spirit in which the team works together influences a lot in what kind of work we produce. So yeah, that's how I'd venture it as opposed to saying that toxic environment, because I'm not really big on always being on the negative, I'll take that negativity and try to find a positive silver lining always. Okay. And Eric being in HR, previously being in, in HR, how would you take it if somebody told you more than just looking for better opportunities? If they mentioned the environment they were in was toxic, or maybe their coworkers, their bosses, would it um, make you not 
hire them because maybe you'd be worried if you brought them on, then they would end up having this view about their new employer. My, how to do this way? If you came to me and asked you, why did you leave your last employer? And you told me, and then you went about to list me a laundry list of things that didn't work out, um, things that your employer failed. I'll be like, honey, I think you're going through a lot of hurt. I think you still got issues to work through. I think the best place to go is for therapy. <laughs> work through those issues before coming back. The reason is this. I'm not saying they're not valid reasons, but it's the same way if you're going on a date, you're meeting a new person, and they ask you, you know, what are you looking for? And the first thing you state are, I don't want this, 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 which are all the list of the things your ex-boyfriend uh, or girlfriend was failing at. Do you think that the person would want to be seated as, okay, we can proceed in this relationship? No, it doesn't work that way. So what I would say perhaps is take the lessons that you learned from that very toxic environment, reframe them to stating very articulately what your needs are. So if you felt like, for example, I want my toxic company did not provide room for growth, for collaboration, uh, room for uh, working on multiple projects, then when you go to the new employer, state that, that I'm looking towards working projects that uh, um, have different departments working on it, where it's highly collaborative. And that's the point you even ask the new employer, okay, could you please take me through what your organizational culture and values are? Um, how do you think about this? How do you take feedback? Now that's where you use your lessons that you gained from your previous employer to assess your the new employer, whether they fit your bill and what you need. Because at the end of the day, hiring is a two-way process. It's not only the employer hiring a person, it's you as an employee or a potential employee of that organization hiring them, saying, yes, I can work with this employer. So you also have to pick very carefully red flags at the interview process, what questions you ask, what's the, your candidate experience going through the recruitment process, is it for a company you want to work with? And sis, bro, if you don't feel the vibe from the get-go, you're feeling some red flags, it's always good to just say no. Sometimes I do get it, bills need to be paid, but you have to ask, what are you willing to sacrifice to have these bills paid? I like that. So in other words, avoid red flags and don't speak ill about your previous company. Whatever negative that you might have left with, you can twist it in the interview and put it as something you're looking for. Like you said, if the other workplace didn't have collaboration, then you focus majorly on asking the new company whether collaboration and maybe their culture is what you're really looking to blend in. So I like that a lot. It's a good thing we have a HR in the building. 
Yeah. So my, <laughs> so my next question. <laughs> I know. My next question is uh, more of the exit plan. Before you left, you quit your job, you handed in your resignation. What plan did you have for yourself? Did you have some savings whereby you knew I'm quitting in a month's time? If I don't get a job in the next two, three months, I'm sorted. Or you already had another job in line waiting for you. Maybe if we could start with you, Eric. Or maybe even you started your own business. Yeah, for me, always my rule. Uh, where you can, because I'm also I'm saying it's not always the case. Where you can, plan plan in advance. So plan in advance. As I say, by the time you're handing that resignation, that's just a formality. The decision should have come three months, six months before. The letter is just a formality. And that means that those six, three months that you know you've already made up your mind that, hey, I need to leave this organization, then there are three things you should have been doing. Just general, like, uh, best practice on financial planning and management. Put aside some of your money, uh, save up uh, where you can. Because sometimes some people are paid so badly that I don't know, how they survive, so I can't say that's always the case for everyone. Um, so, but the thing is, I will, my my tips or my survival guide for quitting a job are this: never let it be the company's option to let you go. You lead that process from the get go. Um, because ultimately, as I said, your loyalty ultimately should be to your career and your calling, not to the organization. As much as us in HR like to tell you, oh, we are a family, uh, we are one, cut that bullshit. <laughs> as long as I'm not your mother or your father. <laughs> so, you drive your career. So when you already enter a mindset that I'm driving my career and calling, the key things that means is network a lot. Don't always just be seated in a job, or oh, I am I, an engineer or a doctor in this hospital or an engineer in this company. I'm like, do you interact or network with your peers in the market? Do you talk to, do you attend uh, events at, a sector, uh, sector focus, professional focus. And the reason I say this is because ultimately to get a new job in the line that you're doing will come from these people that are your peers. So build relationships outside the organization uh, with your peers, with other people. Um, Prepare the transition financially. That's sort of the, the first part. The, 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 I call it the logistics. The financials. Uh, financials not only looking at your savings and ensuring you have like a runway. Like that means enough money saved for it to last, to pay for your bills for three months, six months, one year. If you can get to the one year, fantastic. Uh, the logistics of looking at your lifestyle. 
Because let's say if you're earning a, a salary of 600,000, you've already created a lifestyle around that 600,000. Now think about the next day you have zero coming into your account. You cannot be living your high life of 600,000 when you have zero. So it's also looking at your bills. It could mean making some tough decisions on uh, moving to a less costly neighborhood, uh, cutting down your recurring expenditures such as rent, utilities, uh, cutting off. I know some people who have subscriptions, whether it's your you know, subscription on Netflix, The Economist, those things you're like, I can't do without. So reducing your... Uh, you know, your expenses, because that actually how I had to think cleverly around that, especially since I was going into entrepreneurship. And yeah, you don't make money from day one in entrepreneurship. It takes a few years. Um, then there is what you call the psychological preparation that you need to go with, in the sense that your job gives you status, social capital, and that's the reality. If you have that, I don't know, MD, CEO, or whatever, director, or high-level something role, or not even the title, just saying that somebody asks you in your family gathering, so, what do you do? Where do you work? And you know how awkward that question feels when you're unemployed, and you're like, I'm in between jobs, yeah. or I'm unemployed you feel like you're nothing. So you need to start preparing psychologically for that transition where you are ready to have a ready answer for yourself and others that say, yeah, you know what, uh, I'm in between jobs, I'm working on these new projects. So that's one key, work on the, and this means also informing loved ones and people who are close about that decision in advance, especially, I found very awkward that somebody, a guy is let go or loses their job or quits their job and they, they're married with three kids and do not, does not tell the wife. The wife finds that three months or four months later when she runs into a colleague. What? Hey? <laughs> yes. <laughs> and, but I understand is that we, as I said, you spend 80% of your life in a job environment and your work and you become from a, an identity identity perspective are very conjoined, very tied. And therefore, when you lose it, you feel like you've lost an identity. So you also have to appreciate that process of psychological preparation, like informing the right, your loved ones, uh, taking the time to reflect, uh, making sure like you are psychologically okay with that decision. Um, then the other bit of it is also sort of, uh, you know, preparing your next move. So if you want to go into another job um, or you want to go into entrepreneurship, you need to also have discovered what you need to do for you to get uh, that other job in that company you want to work for. So it's not only just preparing, refreshing your CVs, it's really doing a lot of groundwork and research to knowing what is your next move. So if I'm going to entrepreneurship, this is how the landscape looks like. This is the things I need to know. This is the things that I need to work on. And this leads to the whole thing that it's about also sharpening your skills and knowledge. Remember, if you have been working in an organization for the last five, five 
even three, three to five to 10 years, it's like being married for five years or 10 years and then getting a divorce and then you're back into the dating scene. How you used to date five or 10 years ago is completely different. The landscape is different. And you no longer know the skill set. Oh, how do I do this? So it's always good to, and this is for older people, because this can happen to anyone who is younger or older. And let's say this is a time you, if you have a young family member or nephew who is uh, job hunting or tamaki, that's why you're like, you form, you form buddies with them and ask, okay, so these days, how do we uh, look for jobs? I've had people who are in their 50s reach out to me like, okay, I understand now I have to create a CV. Nowadays, we didn't used to get CVs done. So how do we do it? And I, I'm, I'm happy to, to do it. So try to refresh your skills, uh, either doing joining online courses, um, doing things that help you deal at the transition period. And one of the things also keep in mind, any job you leave, give yourself enough time before you start a new job to just decompress. So it's, don't always like, oh, I quit today this job, uh, I am starting the next job tomorrow. No, you will, you carry a lot of baggage with you and you feel stressed. So let's say decompress. It could be like, you can promise you a new employer if you already have a job lined up. Give me a month after I resign to this, just to decompress, go on holiday, rediscover myself before I go back into a new environment. Because the first three months of your new, new job will be a learning period. So the skills, you're not going there to plug in and start working. You need to give yourself the space to decompress so that you can spend the three, first three months in the job learning, listening, absorbing things and absorbing information than just going punch up, you know, hitting the ground running because it will mess you up. So give yourself room to decompress before, uh, before taking on a new job. Um, or even going to, sometimes people quit to go back to school and they think like, oh, I can go and plug in, play in, 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 to do my schooling. And then they realize, wow, schooling needs me to reshape my mindset. So give yourself some time. Um, and, 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 and also it's a good time to gather people who will champion you, who will be critical, call you, your friends will be critical with you, but also will give you morale and energy because that transitional period, especially if you're not going into another job or you're going into entrepreneurship, can be very hard and sometimes you need people to cheer you on and say, hey, you know, to be okay, to be cool, let's do this, let's, you know, be your cheer, uh, cheerleaders um, in your corner the time where it's not that uh, good. Because um, the reality is um, the older you get, job losses become a disruptive element of your life. So that means yeah. how a person in their 20s handles quitting or job loss is less pronounced as somebody in their 50s or 60s, uh, even 40s. Because at that age, you are like, you have 
responsibilities from here to kingdom come. And also you have built a lot of identity and social status. And uh, yeah, getting a job at that age is difficult. So that's why I go back to my first point. Navigate your career and choose you drive the conversation and don't like don't happen to be thrown off guard and this i'm seeing this especially at this time where a lot of redundancies are occurring where people are like oh my god i don't know what to do now because i've been just made redundant no 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 if you are navigating driving your career networking the right places wherever you always have like like three or four jobs lined up even if something and you're always sharp enough when you see uh, KQ has just posted that it's not paying its shareholders. Mm -hmm. And it has just said that the government is considering to take it over. Uh -huh. Now, <laughs> no, are bad. So you, you maneuver quickly. You don't wait until, okay, let me wait until they just announce and I'm fired and then I'll try to figure it out. No, you maneuver. It's the iron when it's still hot, eh? Yeah. Exactly. I like that you mentioned that it's important to inform your loved ones of the decision you're making. Uh, if I could ask you, Bush, how did your family take you making such a decision? Because I believe having support at such... Um, when you're making such a big change in your life can really go a long way rather than having people question your sanity when you make the decision of, oh, I'm quitting my job. I can't do this anymore and I need a change. Oh, wow. Well, um, I'm very, very fortunate because my family was super, super supportive. Because as I've told you, I, I had been thinking about it. So the whole time when, as Eric says, when you start thinking about it versus when you actually do it, have a sounding board. The, you, your support system usually really, really helps. And also because your mind can be against you sometimes thinking, trying to hold on to that comfort zone, you know? So your family talking it out with your loved ones helps you to see. And also at that point, my family had seen how my mental... Uh, how do I put it? Uh, I was struggling mentally in terms of I was feeling like I was stuck. And they supported me through talking through talking it through with me, telling me how to organize myself better, how to arrange myself better mentally. Also, even the months after, in terms of take your time, breathe a bit because you have to. As Erica said, it's a whole relationship. And it's better to have the conversation with the relationship being about you and your career as opposed to that this one part didn't work out. My, my life has ended. It isn't that. It is this part didn't work out because so-and-so, this and that, and this is how I'm growing from it and I'm getting better because of it. Yeah. So sometimes we just have to make tough decisions in our lives and quitting a job is just one of those tough decisions that never comes easy. Like you said, 
thinking about it is one thing actually acting on it is a, is another can you guys say is there a right time for quitting a job is there really a right time the right time honestly for me the right time is when you feel it in your bones if i can put it like that because everything will align to tell you that this is not okay it's time for me to make the step so if you're very in tune with yourself and how you want your career to grow you will know when the right time it is i know when people say it and even when relationships like you just know it sounds really mad but it isn't it really is that you will know and you will feel it in your bones when it's the right time i know right i think it's really important to always listen to your gut something will just keep n- nagging you that ah, it's about time you step so step how about you eric is that right time yeah i mean as nimbra said i don't say any i cannot add to that is that you will know it's it's very intuitive or my i can put it that way that uh it's time for me to just go and usually even for me when i looked at it was at the point it chose you to to leave i was like i'm not hungry uh yeah i've had a, a tough relationship with this such club manager but I, I'm okay. Like I have no bile, no anything. I'm it's time for me to go. It's time for me to move on to uh for new experiences. So it's it's very intuitive. You will know it's the time to step. And sometimes most people think they try to make it very mechanical that here's a checklist of things you should do before you leave. Like have a job, another job in place. Have a reality Yes, it's good to plan in advance, but sometimes when you know it's the right time and the right thing to do, just do it. Exactly. So you can have a plan and then your plan fails you. So at the end of the day, you should be in a position whereby if things don't go as planned, this is a decision I can live with. Yeah. Right? Exactly. Yeah. Okay. So Bush, what are some of the things you've learned from quitting your job? Wow. <laughs> Actually, f- funny thing is we've covered it. Even Eric mentioned it without having to mention it. It's that you must put in this world, you mu- we are no longer our parents where we, we were taught this is the route we have to take till death. You must put yourself first and what you want your purpose and your meaning of your life to be that's my biggest lesson okay so we can end with something light something heavy what would you tell your younger self eric oh what do i tell my younger self <laughs> ah! <laughs> I I'll tell them they on um I think a lot of what I did when I was younger is I experimented um I for my you know for my undergrad I did business and IT uh but my initial jobs were like in sales I went did logistics I did HR um 
now doing entrepreneurship, I'm doing finance. And the one appreciation I have looking back is that those experiences were very fulfilling and I learned a lot and the skills that I have today that I can utilize in different projects is because I gave my room to give give myself a room to just explore and experiment. Um, I didn't. I I remember there was a time I you know I looked at my boss and because she was on my mentor and told her I'm struggling that I you know I've done this this and that in my life and I'm I'm feeling like it's a bit scatterbrained like there's no clear uh, roadmap into a you know fully formed career and then she told me no because at the end of the day the careers for the future require people who are multidisciplinary multi-skilled uh, who have uh, different lenses to a problem who can bring in different perspective and i'm like now today when i'm doing entrepreneurship which requires a lot of things to be done i'm like oh it's because i i took uh that path and took that decision and yeah yeah I'll tell them even do more like go out go to expose yourself don't feel fear of trying new things huh? mm-hmm. and I, I can always look back and like oh yeah my first <laughs> job was in high school uh when i was working with kws fixing fe- uh, the fences of nairobi national park that was an experience and i'm like hmm so i look at this yeah just that's the only thing i would want to tell them you just roll with the punches enjoy the experience thank you how about you nyambura i'd tell my younger self that it all writes itself out if you just live long enough life will write itself out just the path that is meant for you you just have to live okay for me, I'd tell myself, trust in the process. Don't rush life. Just take it easy and everything will work itself out as long as you're always giving your best. So thank you guys for joining me in this session. I loved it. And maybe we can meet up again and have another session together. And to our listeners, thank you. And remember to figure out what you want and work diligently towards it, consistently and patiently. To our day ones, thank you so much. To our new listeners, Karibu. And we can't wait to have you listen to all our sessions. So follow us on Instagram and rate our show on Apple. Again, welcome to Cafe. I'm excited for this journey. Thank you. Bye. Thank you.